0: Welcome to the Second Course Podcast, a production of Coppell Bible Fellowship. Every week we discuss our sermon series to expand on what God is teaching us. Grab a chair and join us at the table. Greetings everyone and welcome to another episode of the Second Course Podcast, a podcast of Coppell Bible Fellowship. We're excited to be here today. My name is Nathan, I'm one of the pastors here and I'm joined... By Bar And Brian Michael's not in today Brian you're in the hot seat today There you go So Michael's out But you you know what It's actually been a couple weeks Since we've been around this table Uh Because we had Pine Cove And we had a couple other things And um, so you know, it feels good to really be back. good. It, yeah, we got the team back, uh-huh. and uh, or at least most of the team. <laughs> that's right. You know, that's right. Michael, Michael's <laughs> not here. We need that's a fourth right. microphone for Michael. <laughs> I think yes, we do. If we put a fourth mic- uh, microphone in here, I feel like that adds an extra thirty minutes to this podcast. That's right. <laughs> really <laughs> That's right. right. Yeah. Really. yeah. Yes. There's overdone. Yep. Overdone. But uh, well, we hope you guys are having a, a good summer. And uh, you know, a couple weeks ago we had church on under the oaks. I keep saying church on lawn, church under the oaks. And uh, that was a great time. We mentioned that last week: baptisms and uh, child Mm -hmm. dedications. And uh, but you know, here is the thing: we're here to talk about is that we kicked off a summer series. That's right, we did. And Brian was the one who rolled it out. And uh, we're talking about parables, parables. Yeah, and so um, you know, we thought you know it'd be kind of fun. We we haven't done. A series. We've been, you know, in book series. We're doing mm-hmm. First Peter, Second Peter, and thought, you know, for the summer, let's dig down into some of those parables that we know, but we may not fully understand. Mm-hmm. You know, we've heard them ever since we were younger, but maybe we don't have a full grasp of it. And to be honest, and and up front right away, dude, that was awesome. And well done. In Thank particular, you, well done. you know, coming out of the gate with that particular parable, um, I think it was it was awesome that you set the 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 foundation for it. Uh, and, and also illustrating that, you know, sometimes we have the wrong understanding of what this means mm-hmm. and that can shape everything. So mm-hmm. why don't you run us through what your parable was? Or you passage? can walk us through it. Yeah, we'll, like, we'll walk us, us it. Did I say <laughs> <Yeah>. run? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll fly over it. What uh, did I say? Right. Walk? <laughs> you said, run, you, you I said fly? run. I don't know. No, I'd say let's,
0: we walked through it. If because, you could mosey you know, through the
1: passage, yeah, mosey, that I like that. Yeah, I'll mosey on. yeah, so, uh, Decided to do the parable of the sower um out of Matthew thirteen. So it's Matthew 13, 1 through twenty-three. And uh this this seemed like a good parable to start with the start with the series. Um because not only is it a great parable, but it's also a parable where Jesus explains why he teaches in parables. Exactly. So it's a great it's a great passage re- to really well
2: done. Go ahead. Yeah. It, it, set the, tone.
1: the goal was kind of like let's let's uh not only cover the parable, but also talk about what are parables and why did Jesus choose to teach this way? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so that was, uh, the reason why we, we chose this one first. Um, but yeah, the, uh, so the parable of the sower, um, is basically just breaks down into, uh, this story about a farmer going out to plant seed in his, in his field. And Jesus describes four scenarios. Um, one where the seed falls on the dry ground, birds eat it up, never breaks the soil. Second one, uh, Breaks through the soil, but the, it's rocky ground, can't get deep roots, so the sun ends up um, scorching the plant and it dies. And then uh, third soil is it goes down, but it's, it falls in within the thorns and grows up with the thorns, and they take away the nutrients, and so it can never bear fruit. And the fourth soil is the one that falls on the good soil— mm gets deep roots, grows up, and bears fruit. And so um, Jesus, uh, after giving this parable, then explains for his disciples why he teaches in parables. They're confused uh, a little bit. They they notice the shift that, hey, he's starting to talk a different way. Uh, Matthew 13 also says that uh, Jesus, at this point, chose to only speak to the crowds in parables so it's, I it's a, that was a really important point yeah yeah so it's a major he had spoken in parables before um, but they were real small and just interspersed throughout his his teaching but now he really takes a different tactic mm-hmm. with the crowds and the disciples pick up on that and they want to know Jesus what gives here why are you speaking more cryptically because a parable is uh, by definition cryptic it's mm-hmm. a it's a story with true to life elements but there's a spiritual meaning uh, behind it that you have to work at to to get what he's saying. Yeah. So they're they're a little confused. So he explains to them, basically, I've chosen to teach him parables so that only those who want to understand will understand, hmm. and the people who don't want to understand won't because they won't seek it. Yeah. And he's, he does that in response to overall the nation has rejected him. Just before this in Matthew 12, uh, you see multiple incidents where uh, the Pharisees and the Jewish leaders reject Jesus. They even say he's casting out demons by the power of Satan. So they're they're all out rejecting him, not wanting to go with what he's saying. And so this is why he chooses to now teach him parables, because he's saying, look, I'm not just, just going to put it out on a platter for you now. I'm going to teach in a way that only those who want to know what I'm about, mm-hmm. only those who want to understand will understand. And so then... The passage ends with him interpreting the parable for uh, the disciples, and that's where he he explains what each soil represents. Um, and so, you know, the whole goal of all of it is to explain why do people not uh, hear Jesus' word and become productive disciples of Jesus, you know, servants of God who are effective and productive for God in the world. Why does that not always happen? So the first soil illustrates sometimes it doesn't happen because the person doesn't believe and they're they're an unbeliever. And so they they reject Jesus teaching outright. Sometimes it's not unbelief. It's hey they believe but there's other barriers. So the second soil is someone who believes, gets excited but then realizes man, this discipleship thing is hard. And they experience challenges, persecution, And, and, uh, and that can come in all sorts of forms, ridicule struggles with family, actual persecution, but sometimes obedience is just hard. So that's that, that soil, uh, third soil represents someone who believes, but, but, uh, has so many other things they're chasing after, wealth and and status and comfort. Distractions and in general distractions in general, right? And so for those various reasons, those are three reasons why people don't hear Jesus' word and receive it and then become productive and effective for God. And then the fourth soil is someone who not only believes it, but puts it into practice and is committed to living for Jesus even through the the challenges of life and, and all that. And so that person is someone who becomes productive for God. And so um, so that's kind of the whole passage uh, in a nutshell there.
2: Uh, I thought you did a really good job of introducing the whole idea of we're trying to answer, we often find ourselves trying to answer a, the question that isn't being asked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what was the question being asked? And the question was, how, why is it to the disciples that there are others who have trusted Christ and simply aren't growing in mm-hmm. their relationship mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. him, mm-hmm. rather than uh, asking the question of, what must I do to be saved? Yeah, mm-hmm. two, two different, radically mm-hmm. different questions, and mm-hmm. I thought you laid that out very nicely. And two, the whole idea that... <clears throat> I don't know if you put it exactly this way, but basically the parables in the New Testament are the Proverbs of the Old Testament. Yeah, <laughs> so that's yeah. Yeah. that, yeah. that, that yeah. by definition, you can't just... Uh, speed read through it. Yeah, it, it's there. It's mm-hmm. written in such a way to force you to stop and ponder what's being mm-hmm. said. Yeah. And he uh, pressed that very clearly, as you explained mm-hmm. on Sunday, to his disciples when they ask him the question, "Hey, what's going on here?" Yeah, mm-hmm. and he point blank says, "I've given to you to know, but right. I'm not giving to others to know, mm-hmm. for the very reason that you discussed right. in your explanation. That
1: and yeah. and the it's illustrated like the passage mm-hmm. is really beautiful with how it, not only how it drives that point home, but how it illustrates it. Because the disciples, in coming to Jesus asking the question, are actually illustrating that they are the the fourth soil. Yeah. Extremely you know? well done, extremely well done. Because they're, they're coming saying, hey, we don't understand, but we want to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point, is that the only way you understand is if you want to. Yeah. And and it, so that desire to learn from Jesus has to precede learning from Jesus. And, and he's basically saying, yeah, and that's why... Uh, whoever has, mm-hmm. more will be given. If you have understanding because you're seeking it, I'll teach you more. I'll give you more to understand. Exactly. But, yeah. but, but if not, then I'll...
0: I'll yeah. Here.
1: You know, I think you highlight something
0: with talking about the disciples coming to him is reading the parables if we're just to pull the the text of the parable out we're missing something in in the uh the occasion in which it was told and that's That's because there's multiple occasions in which jesus Mm -hmm. tells a parable and they're different Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes in response to the pharisees Mm -hmm. uh, directly Um, sometimes it's teaching sometimes it's a question that that comes up and Mm -hmm. those occasions uh, I think are I think we would all agree are important in highlighting mm-hmm. the meaning of the parable because you, you can't divorce that from you can't pull it out you have to have yeah. it in that context mm-hmm.
2: And again that highlights the whole idea that there was a larger group listening to Jesus but he wasn't really talking at this moment to mm-hmm. a larger group. Mm-hmm. He was talking to the disciples and even though the Pharisees are there and they could have pressed in and really learned mm-hmm. but they weren't interested in learning. Mm-hmm. And because they weren't interested in learning, had already, as you said in context, demonstrated that they not only weren't interested, they were actually fighting against him at Mm -hmm. this moment. Mm -hmm. And so uh, there's a reason to go Mm -hmm. in to this whole idea of, okay, I'm going to teach him in a way that only those who really have ears to hear get to hear. Yep, There's a reason for that. And Mm -hmm. I thought you laid that out extremely well. I, and I think it sets up the rest of the series, uh, you know, I'm sure as the rest of us take our turns up, that we'll have to rehearse that again, mm-hmm. yeah. because yeah. in every one of them, that has to be brought back to the fore. Now, remember now who this is to, and mm-hmm. who's going to be able to understand this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll That's have to rehearse point. that. Yeah. So it's it, it only was uh, totally appropriate that w-
0: this would be the first in the series, and mm-hmm. I thought you did a fantastic job yeah. on it, really did. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, great, it's a great setup to, because we're, I mean, this is all summer, and mm-hmm. just the extent of the parables, um, when you start looking at them all uh, listed, categorized, cataloged, um, so much is, like you said, there were moments, you know, times, and it's mentioned, he's only going to mm-hmm. teach in parables. And it really is, I mean, if you are seeking that, it almost feels like there's an art form to understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, if you really are trying, and you want to, and you're seeking the answer in that, it, mm-hmm. it, you can't just read it and expect that there's all that around
1: it, uh, yeah. that there's a, almost a methodology to going mm-hmm. about it, so. Mm-hmm. I think it has application for, uh, I mean, there's a lot of applications we can pull from this parable, but just the, the very fact of teaching in parables, I think, has application for understanding the Bible overall. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've said this, I've heard lots of people say this before, why is the Bible so hard? And we get frustrated sometimes with, gosh, this is not an easy book to understand. And yeah. if we're honest, yeah, it's not. Now, there's a lot separating us from the original, like when it was written. And yeah. so we have to cross a lot of barriers to, to kind of hear it freshly as it was meant to be heard. Um, but I think there's a principle there of, uh, it starts with your willingness. It starts with your, are you seeking understanding? And, you know, it's that, Principle from Hebrews eleven that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. That's right. Uh, Believe so, that He is, and is a rewarder of exactly. Those who, yeah. And so, so Jesus is is saying, I think here in this parable, and He says it in lots of other places. I'm willing to teach you, if you want understanding. I will get you there exactly. But you've got to be willing. And He doesn't say how long it's going to take. I mean, you might have to unlearn a lot of things uh, first. It, it, it's not going to look exactly the same for everybody depending on where you're starting from and, and all sorts of reasons. Mm-hmm. But he's saying, if you want to understand what I have to say, I will make sure you do. You just got to be seeking me. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's where I think it, uh, that that principle I think we can apply to our lives today of, of gosh, if, if you're someone there who, out there who has been frustrated with trying to understand the Bible, first off, you're not alone. But but secondly, be encouraged. Jesus is making a promise yeah, if if you're willing to know, if you're willing to learn, if you're willing to seek the truth, he'll get you there. Yeah,
2: and it's it's supernatural. Mm-hmm. It's a supernatural thing. That doesn't mean there aren't natural, uh, literary principles sure. that we practice. We we tend to come to the Bible and say, oh, it's it's so different from anything else. There's no way you can understand right. it. But if you read. Sense and sensibility. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got to get, you got to take it's yourself, My nightly reading. There the, you go. Yeah, you got to get no. <laughs> back to that cultural milieu if you can understand yeah. some of the conversations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the idea that we're, we're going to just automatically read the scripture. Uh, mm-hmm. w- without understanding the cultural context, th- mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. just not reality. Yeah. And and you have to want to, just mm-hmm. like those who like certain genre of books in sure. the same way. Mm-hmm. You need to get into the genre, right. and, and understand
1: it. Yeah, and that's all part of that process for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: That's been I'm preparing for this coming week, but uh, the cultural context has been a big part of Huge. what I've been doing. And you know, on the surface, I can tell you what it's about, mm-hmm. but. To really drive it home that context with all the little nuances in the telling of it and mm-hmm. the imagery, it now just kind of explodes and right. you, you get this whoa. You know, even little things you've heard a million times, all of mm-hmm. a sudden you notice it differently. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. sure. And uh, I'm not telling because I'm saving it. I don't want to give it away. Don't give away your big guns. I'm not giving away because I got that. No, but in fact, it was funny because I was talking to Kim and I said, oh, my gosh. She was asking how it was coming along. And I said, you know, there's just something I've always seen, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. now carries this magnitude to that picture.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. That
0: uh, having read it a million times almost, it seems like it's like, whoa, now that stands out. Right. Huge.
2: Right. And if you're going to apply it, you certainly need to grasp hold of exactly what's being said. Mm -hmm. And, of course, our goal ultimately is not just to know what it says but to live what it says. Yes. Right. And we're going to do that when you dig in. I just thought you did a fantastic job of laying some great groundwork and, frankly, encouraging, very practically speaking, encouraging our people, look, do you feel like you've plateaued in some form or fashion? Mm -hmm. Well, don't give up. Mm -hmm. Dig in. Because right. he's ready, you know, mm-hmm. ask, seek, knock. He's ready, he wants to answer. Yeah,
1: he who has ears to hear, let him hear it. Like, that's that's an invitation to everybody, wherever exactly. you're at. And, and that's where I think, uh, and that's what I was trying to bring out at the end. I hope it came across, but just the, it's important to ask the right question to this parable. Like, because um, this parable is really applicable to believers or unbelievers. Wherever if you're, you're to, at, it, it, if you're the first soil, or if you're, you know, if you're in category two or three, like, it's... It's to, no matter where you're at, um, are you open to me teaching you? Yeah, exactly. And, and that's, uh, or are there barriers? Maybe the barrier is unbelief, but maybe the barrier is misplaced priorities. And you and you say, yeah, I want to follow Jesus, but I really want that, you know. Whatever. Whatever yeah. that is, I want that more. And Jesus says, well, you're going to have to want me more. Like, you're going to have yeah, to give yep. that up if you want to follow me and, and grow spiritually. And so, yeah. and,
0: and thinking that okay, within the two, you know, the second and third, you're sitting there going, okay, mm-hmm. so let's just lay it out. Here's an evaluative, yeah. uh, tool to sit there and go, yep. okay, wait a minute. If I'm, I want to grow. Mm-hmm. To your point, I've got to go in and let Jesus teach me. But now I need to step back and go, okay, hold on. I can take an inventory of what is it yep. that is in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's 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 cool to sit there and think about this parable, thinking that could be any one of us at any point in our lives as believers. That right. second and third,
2: no, no, it, it, it not it Can be. It, will it be. is it, right, <laughs> right. We we <laughs> slide around a lot. lot. <laughs> yeah,
1: we <It laughs> will be at some point. <laughs> I mean, or potentially points, is right this or second. Right <laughs> now, <laughs> right. And we we slide around uh, a lot. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know where we can easily slip into those. You know. Uh, not wanting to learn from Jesus, follow him because, gosh, this is just hard, and yeah. I, it's too hard for me. I don't want to do it. But I think the the definitive thing, which – because, you know, he kind of – he he talks about those things, but then there's an ultimate result of, like, do they bear fruit or not? Mm-hmm. Um, and what – kind of the definitive thing is do you stay there, right. I yeah, think. Right. And that's the, that's the question is, like, mm-hmm. we're going to struggle. We're all going to struggle at times with, you know – Allowing ourselves to get distracted or having misplaced priorities, or uh, encountering challenges and just wanting to give up. The question is, what do you do when you're in that spot? Exactly. And you say, "Okay, do I stay here? Do I recognize things have got to change so that I can get back to a place where I'm where I'm bearing fruit for God?" Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, just uh, but it again, it all just comes down to priorities. What matters most to us? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So.
2: Yeah, I think too, the end. When you're talking about, okay, who's going to bear how much, you made some mm-hmm. points there as well. I didn't think you yeah. brought out just a minute ago, but you mm-hmm. ought to bring that back yeah. out as well.
1: Yeah, and this was something that mm-hmm. in studying it, I, I I think I had misunderstood it before. And the more I mm-hmm. studied it, I was like, okay, I think the way I understood it before is is wrong. Um, so he, he says uh, at the last verse... Um, you know, he, he's describing the ones that bear fruit, the fourth soil, and he says that uh, some from the good ground bear a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. And I, I had in the past looked at that as kind of uh, varying levels of commitment. Like, like right, if you're a real committed disciple, you're a hundredfolder, right, and then right, if you're kind of half committed, you're a 60-folder. <laughs> right. But actually... They're mm-hmm. all coming from the good ground yeah, in other exactly. words every one of these is an example of a good disciple doing what he's he or she is supposed to be doing mm-hmm. and and listening to Jesus and acting on his word and applying it and living it out and so uh, there's this isn't a hierarchy of one's better than the other uh, I think it's reflective instead of Jesus recognizes that not every person's the same and right. so you're you're coming from different starting points, different backgrounds, different giftings, different opportunities. And so, um, you know, a faithful the, the question is faithfulness exactly. And uh, mm-hmm. the the question is not, um, well, how many people have I led to Christ, the, yeah. and how many people have you led? It's not a competition, and it's that at the individual level or at the church level. Well, how big's your church? Well, my church is bigger or small. Like right. it's not about any of that. It's instead. Am I being faithful with what God's given me to serve His purposes and His kingdom in the world? Mm-hmm. And so it's it's about that, and God's going to take care of the harvest. You know? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And you gave yeah. the illustration. You know, you might you might be Billy Graham, or you might be the woman who introduced Billy Graham to the Lord. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, even that illustration requires. Cultural context. Yeah. Because a hundred years from now, nobody's gonna know yeah. what that illustration uh-huh. is because they're not gonna know who uh-huh. Billy Graham is. And that one just came but to we're... mind in the moment. I wasn't really
1: thinking about that, using that, and then I was like, let's yeah, had a thought... discussion <laughs> yeah. at lunch. Uh huh. Should have used a more Graham contemporary Graham, version yeah. of that. But... Footnote <laughs> to Billy Graham. That's right. Yeah. But it can be so mm-hmm. easy to fall into that uh, into that category of like, well, the, you know, the most faithful disciples are the ones that are up there on the stage preaching the message or are, you know, the ones...
2: Which is uh, exactly why I wanted you to bring it back uh up and talk about it, because I thought that was extremely effective and very helpful to everybody who's sitting in the pew, because mm-hmm. they're thinking, "Oh, you guys who get paid to do this are the yeah. ones who get the hundredfold." Well, no, nope. no, that's not what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Here. Yeah. And we're we're all equal at the foot of the cross, and mm-hmm. it's faithfulness is faithfulness. the issue exactly. And I thought you did a really good job bringing that out. And I think that's, you know, that is often. In fact, I have to admit, I don't know that I've ever heard anybody hit that point before, and, from that passage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you did, and I thought you did it very mm-hmm. well.
1: Yeah. Well, it was, it was uh, really fun to see that insight because, again, I, I don't think I had really ever thought about that. And then it was kind of in, in the studying process like, huh, yeah, that's really mm-hmm. a valuable thing to, to learn from this passage, I think. So. Really,
2: really well yeah. done, enjoyable. I thought it was uh, just succinct and, and beautifully laid out. And it set us all up to win in, in, the, mm-hmm. in the future. Uh, those of us who are preaching as well as those who are all
0: just learning together, mm-hmm. thought it was
2: really mm-hmm. well done.
0: Yeah, I don't think we can say any more about it. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I got nothing else. But uh, Yeah. I think Jesus said it all. Jesus. So we're, right. Right. we're just trying to listen. We're just trying to listen. We're trying to learn, and we want to learn. That's right. That's, yeah, that's exactly it. right.
2: So, Well, that's fun. I'm looking forward to for the rest of summer. Yeah, the yeah. so yeah. rest yeah. of summer is going to be too. great. It's going be awesome. be,
0: uh, to be a lot of fun, and uh, just being able to. Get all of us up there and have different ones. And
2: well, I'm also looking forward to to having you on the hot seat next week, I Nathan. Hate this the is going to be so right. much fun. Hi. I and know you guys there. are going to come at
0: me and yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> study well, my friend. I study am. Well. <laughs> I am. I know you are. I know that you are. I'm, yeah, I you just are. don't want it to be. I don't want it to be. I'm studying for the hot seat. No, exactly. Exactly. Well, you're always doing a great yeah, job I'm anyway. Studying so. for the message. I don't want to study right. for the <laughs> <laughs> hot seat. We'll have fun with you. We will have fun. Nevertheless. All right. Well. Hey, we thank you guys for tuning in. We hope uh, that you guys have had a great week. You know, we really uh, suggest you go back. If you didn't listen to the one from last week about Pine Cove, that uh, was really cool. That was That really was, that cool. was, yeah, that was well, a lot of fun. Sure and and just go hear about what they're about and why we partner with them in ministry. So uh, we think that's really important. But, uh, you know, we got a couple things coming up. We've got our one crazy summer in two weeks. We're looking forward mm-hmm. to that. If you'd like to volunteer for it, you can check that out on the website. Um, you know, the more we uh, start pulling together all the items, it's just going to be nuts. I, <laughs> I am better. like, what, what, what are we doing? But <laughs> right, it's going to be right. fantastic. Um, but until then, until next week, uh, we hope to see you on Sunday and, uh, we just hope that you're blessed all week long. Thank you for joining us for the second course podcast. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by the discussion. If you'd like more information about Coppell Bible Fellowship, you can check us out at coppellbible.org or email us at info at However, the best way to get to know our church is to join us on Sunday at 9 or 1045 a.m. We would love to see you.